Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Upside Down. Author and ghost story, Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, Shauna Wankel, also a fantastic writer. She's sharing it out, which I'll be doing here shortly. But, um, yeah, I don't even know how to follow up from earlier. (laughs) (laughs) We had a great time on Edge of the Rabbit Hole earlier this evening with Steve Deshavi. Great, great guy. Um, Quick hour, if you missed it. After this show, please go back to the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel and check out that show with Steve Deshavi. Uh, we had an absolutely fantastic time, and I see that people are already starting to filter into the chat here. Um, so thank you guys very much for joining us. We're going to be talking about spirit attachments today, tonight, really. And, um, you know, it's kind of culminating an entire week where, um, and it, it, I have to admit, it, Annabelle inspired this whole thing. <laughs> new Annabelle movie comes out on uh, Friday not Friday Thursday sorry I'm still just a little disjointed from earlier <laughs> <laughs> it was a very adrenaline rushing show with Steve and gotta admit it so F-bomb after F-bomb they're gonna censor the hell out of us on YouTube um, but <laughs> I don't even like network TV but I enjoyed that show a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah Steve is about as real as you can get so that was a lot of fun and uh yeah and everybody's saying that that was an awesome show down in the chat already so a lot um, of people were saying we need to get amy on and then we need to get the both of them in the room together that would be pretty cool that would be pretty cool um yeah actually i had i've had amy on my facebook since before the show so every once in a while we would have like a little almost kind of like you and i occasionally having like a little comment here a little comment there um (laughs) and then you know ever Mm -hmm. since the the show um I don't know if she has other people managing her Facebook now or what have you, but we can we could try to get Amy on there. I think it'd be a good show. Um, yeah, and then uh, Greg Rankin is just like fuck those fucking fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there were some uh, comments down in there that were talking about the old George Carlin skit, you know, usage of the word fuck. <laughs> in any case, we're we're talking about spirit attachments on this show. <laughs> And that was, I'm sorry, that was hilarious with what Steve was out fucking Vanessa. <laughs> I mean, he was even busting the gut. I mean, he just like, he was rolling. Um, yeah, so in any case, we're talking spirit attachments on this show. <laughs> Inspired by Annabelle, I know. So, um, yeah, so we ended up doing a Haunted Dolls episode uh, for Friday and the Ghost Rights this past Friday. Um, the, uh, the, oh my gosh, I can't even think now. Um, the podcast I did, I'm sorry, I kept thinking blog, but I'm like, not blog. The podcast I did um, this past weekend was on Robert the Doll, then our Rabbit Pellet, that was my personal one, uh, uh, Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey, then on the Edge of the Rabbit Hole uh, Rabbit Pellet, we did some stuff about spirit attachments, specifically haunted objects, um, in just like quick 15 minutes. And then, of course, again, Annabelle's coming out this week. So we're kind of going to dive even like more, you know, deeper into this. So um, people, objects, buildings, all of that. Um, the photo for this show, which 
I guess was only in the event. It's not, I don't have it up here. Uh, when I repost this out on YouTube, um, I'll put it up there. But um, the photo for the show was basically you and Molly's room because Molly seems to now be following you around like everywhere. Everywhere. So you could call Molly an attachment. I would definitely say that. So why? Why, why is Molly following you? I don't know. Maybe, <clears throat> well, as um, Donna from Zen said, maybe she just, you know, has developed an attachment to me because she's, um, she gravitates towards uh, some of the qualities that I have. When do you think it really started happening? Was it after that time that video that we've now we've shown that clip probably about five different videos now of when you broke down and cried and got really emotional last fall we had zero the zombie doll in there you saw the shimmer all kinds of weird stuff was going on with emf which seemed to like land on you and then you broke down has it been since then or another time um it wasn't very long after that that i started seeing that same shimmer so I I can't pinpoint the exact moment that I noticed that it was in other places but I just it was after that so it didn't start happening the night that um that her name you know kind of came at me if that is in fact her name um it wasn't that night it wasn't until the doll incident all right, and so Tim showing us straight up asking is is uh, Molly followed you home from Mineral Springs? Yes. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah, she comes here. Um, she's I've seen her at work. Um, I've seen her like outside. Um, she's been in my car. <laughs> um, just ev everywhere I go. Um, she was at five eighteen. Uh, she went to the Mexican restaurant to eat with us apparently and then um the night of the paracon you saw her there. bluff city grill yeah and she was a bluff city's grill and she stood like practically right on donna like behind donna during the majority of the meal so and then she was kind of lurking around uh adam there for a minute adam tillery tillery yeah okay. down in the in the lobby so um yeah she's just kind of everywhere now and you mostly see her as this shimmer. Yeah, you know, like like a heat mirage, but it's also like if your car is running and it's hot, you know, when the fan kicks on, hey, you kind of see the the heat, you know, come up from it. That's that's exactly what it looks like. A quick uh, little something here. Justin Brown says that he's chilling, getting ready for Madison Seminary in Mid South. So Justin, you're gonna be at Mid South because I am also going to be there. So uh, be good to see you there. Um, now that's okay. Shimmer, heat mirage. Is that only how you see her or are there other ways as well? That's the only way. Okay. Um, the twinkles and stuff like that, the little buzz light that happened way before. Yeah. That happened back with the golden rod. Yeah. But you still see those too. I still see those. Too. And I occasionally see the twinkles. So it's not yeah. just a you thing with those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's it's interesting that she is now following. Does she ever like try to communicate with you? And and I know I'm kind of like being specific with Molly, but we'll get into some other things here too. Um, I 
I mean, there's sometimes I usually don't, I usually don't feel whenever she comes up on me unless I'm not paying attention. And she's like, excuse me, you know, and then I'll feel like a little buzz and I'll look up and oh, there she is. But usually I don't, I'm usually pretty aware when she's around, you know, just because every time I look up, it feels like she's there. Um, just everywhere. She'll be in here. Uh, usually yeah, you've seen her in here before. Yeah, usually yeah. she's like over in that area and sometimes we'll hear stuff over there. And so, you know, I don't feel like any temperature changes when she's around. Um, except for if like the, the temperature around where she's at doesn't change, but I know like at mineral Springs, like if she touches me, her touches is cool. It's like a, not really frigid, like cold, but it's it's just cool, and so. Um, so she has actually reached out and yeah. touched you. Okay. Jason Snyder is also going to be there. It sounds so cool. See you there, Justin or Jason. Well, Justin and Jason. I'm sorry. I was talking to Jason. <laughs> Saw Justin's name down there. Been a long night already, but a good one. Um, all right. So, so we've seen that specifically with with Molly. The twinkles happens. And what's interesting about the twinkles, they started happening on the goldenrod, but it was after our return to the goldenrod. I, I really should say your return because most of my investigating of the goldenrod was after that. I only had the one time before it was shut down for a mm -hmm. while. And it was after coming back, after it had been shut down for a while, that there was something else going on with the boat. And I remember sitting there on the stage and you'd seen that twinkle back off in the corner and I didn't see it yet. I remember a little bit later on that big twinkle like boom right next to the camera. Yeah. I was like, we hey. had the tripod and everything set up. <laughs> it's like don't 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 touch that stuff over there. Yeah. <laughs> talking to it. Didn't even know exactly what we were talking to or what it was capable of yet. You know, I don't and I don't feel anything bad coming from them. I really don't feel much of anything. Um, to be honest, like when they're around, I'm just like, oh, you know, every once in a while, one will get close and it'll be like, oh, okay. And then you can tell that, that something just happened. Um, but there's been times where it's been more than just the twinkles. Like I'll see like the actual little, um, like a little golf ball sized light, you know, pop up every once in a while. Um, kind of candle flame colored sometimes. Uh, and I can't really pinpoint exactly, you know, what's going on at the time that it happens. Just sometimes that's what I see. And I usually see it like one time, like before I moved here, um, the other place, I saw one pop up like in the yard about a foot from me. And I was like, whoa, and I jumped and I think I scared it. And I was like, oh God, no, please come back, come back, you know, and then it popped up again, but it was like, a little further away and I was sitting there thinking to myself look you scared the crap out of me I'm sorry you know I wasn't expecting you know announce yourself next time but you know that that was the announcement here I am you know it's I, they don't want to talk whatever it is doesn't want to talk or at least not where I can hear it so um, but they've been following ever since the golden rod yeah just kind of showing up inside outside but they're in just front of the everywhere. car as I'm driving I've seen that yeah Seen and no, like it wasn't outside. lightning bug season. Sorry. No, no, yeah. Like outside, you know, see them outside. And, you know, when you're going down the road and all of a sudden, poop, it's like, whoa, hi. So Donna Gordon's wondering if it was Molly we've heard in the background before. 
I don't know. I've never heard her voice. Yeah, you've just gotten impressions from her. Yeah. You know, like the whole it. M name, Molly, all that was impressions that you got, not an actual voice. Now, yeah. we did, if it was her, we do have EVPs. Yeah, there is a female voice saying my name in that room. Yep. There's the female uh, voice saying your name, Shauna. There's female voice saying, hey, as we were walking out of that room, about to go somewhere else, um, say, hey. We still left because we didn't hear it audibly. Yeah. We caught it later. Went into another room. The chair moved. We went back. And then there was the whole, where are you going? Yeah. EVP. I mean, that may be her. It could have been her. You know, back then, I I just always assumed it was Pearl walking around following. You know, I, refu- I, I don't think she stays in her room. I think she goes wherever she wants to go. And I just, she was the most dominant one up there, at least to me so i just always assumed that it was her and then yeah and dave and donna have seen her pearl down there in the uh, lobby area so we know that she moves around yeah yeah uh justin brown saying i have seen an entity that looked like light being bent by heat energy before it's really weird so it sounds like similar to what you see i don't i don't see molly as the shimmer that's what the shauna sees it like her like that so my friend kia has seen her she saw her saw? at the Paracon, and she saw her like I saw oh, her, and okay. she, you know, and I, I, we were talking about her, and I asked her, you know, I said, you know, she's like close, she's around, you know, I can, I can, I've seen her around. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. She goes, I saw, and she described what I, what I see, so I mm-hmm. was like, okay, this is not just me that sees her, so... Yeah, Donna saying, no, not voice. We've heard sounds there in the studio. And then Greg asking, was it Molly you heard to your left there in your studio? I mean, I guess some of the sounds we've heard, we don't know. I have no idea. We don't know who or what it may be. Um, I know you've seen the twinkle in here before. But yeah, we've heard sounds in here before. Things kind of moving around a little bit. But we don't know if it's anybody or anything specific. Um, Bree Jones, Shauna, could it be it doesn't have a voice? Voice was damaged somehow? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm on the fence. I, I don't know why she doesn't talk, but I have to also, you know, not throw out the fact that that was her voice before yeah. last year's Paracon. It could very well be her. That could have been her speaking out, you know, and then not so much after that until, you know, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah. I can't say, you know, I, I still cannot say with 100% certainty that her name is even Molly. And I cannot, you know, and until I have documentation, it is just it's personal. Your impression. It's my personal feelings, you know, just based on the very strong reaction I got to it. Um, yeah, it'll be tough to get documentation because, yeah. you know, as, as Dave has pointed out many, many times, you know, over the course of the years, you know, there were over a million people that went through those doors. And then at the time frame that we think Molly may have been in there, we have no idea. There's no way to keep track because it was, you know, the building was destitute. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of people were breaking in there and doing all kinds of nefarious things. So there's no way to really track that. Um, yeah, so, I mean... We'll keep trying and see what we get. Maybe she'll give us some more information as time goes on. But, um, yeah, that's going to be hard to actually prove that that's what her name is. But for now, it it, it works. 
I call her that. I haven't felt like she doesn't like it. So, um, she's been good with it. Yeah. She seems okay with it. You know, I would like for, I would love for that to be her name so that she, you know, has an identity and someone, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it happened the way that it did, that it came to me like that. Um, I can't really take all of the credit for that. I think it just, I think conditions were just favorable that night for the channel to be a little clearer and that's why it happened. All right. Yeah. Cause that stuff doesn't happen to me all the time. Tom McNicholas has a interesting question here. He asked, do you think that a spiritual attachment are evoked by a person's willingness to have them around? So, I mean, would you be, I mean, you're open to the idea of, you know, spiritual activity. Yeah. So. I'm not open to the idea of just anybody following me. Um, there has to be some kind of, you know, I've come into contact with many a spirit over the years, you know, but not all of them follow me home. So, you know, I have to have established some type of connection with them. Otherwise, I'm just like, okay. You know, Molly, come on. The rest of you can stay. You know, I feel like she doesn't want to be there. Otherwise, she would stay there. Right. But I think the fact that you are, that you're open to it to begin with does make you a bit more susceptible than someone who's, you know, very closed off to, you know, any sort of paranormal activity. And I'll throw her under the bus like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> like my sister's probably not going to get in an attachment <laughs> um or at least she's less susceptible to an attachment than you because you're open to communicating with um with spiritual entities where she doesn't even believe that they exist so yeah sorry tony <laughs> you're not watching though anyway so <clears throat> And don't one of you get the idea to clip that out and show her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she can be pretty vindictive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's um, okay. So I guess Justin had another comment here. So Justin says, I believe one of the main reasons why spirits can seem attached is because many living people cannot see or sense them. So they tend to stick around the people who can and who care about them. Yeah. I believe that. I mean, you're not going to continue to follow around somebody who just ignores you all the time where you're open to communicating with them. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, um, Tim, Sean, what would your sister say about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be in the doghouse for a while. <laughs> um, that's for sure. So, um, so that's the, uh, I mean, that's the idea of personal attachment. So we can keep going into that a, a little bit more as we go along, uh, throughout the episode tonight, but there's also attachments to objects. And this is something that, um, you know, Vanessa and I were talking about in the rabbit pellet, uh, the other day. So for those of you that haven't heard the rabbit pellet yet, you can go out to any of the podcast platforms. We have all the links, uh, there on the edge of the rabbit hole page, but, um, you know, so iHeartRadio is the new one, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, iTunes, all that. Um, give a listen to that. So we get into uh, you know a couple of different examples about um, spirits being attached to objects. And you know one of the examples I gave was, um, well, I, I did the Robert the Dolphin. We'll get into that in a little bit because I think it's an interesting theory. Um, but I had a coworker about, it was probably like 12 years ago or whatever, where her father passed away. 
and he was like really big into ham radios. That was a hobby of his. And when she and her sister were cleaning out his house, the radio, which he had set up in the basement, would keep kicking on and cycling through different frequencies and going through different channels and all of that stuff that he used to do. And they'd flip it off and go back upstairs and it would happen again. So they ended up, they figured out it was their father. And he was basically back down there playing around with his radio like he always did. And so they were like, come on, dad, stop turning on the radio. Um, so that's basically just a guy having such a you know love for his hobby he became attached to the radio so I mean, what do you think i i am 100 percent positive that objects can have attachments uh there's been a lot of stories where people that have never experienced anything at all um, go to a yard sale or an antique store or go somewhere and get something that's new to them um, but not brand new that other people have owned it and then all of a sudden they have stuff going on in the house you know and then they you know that's, that's whenever when someone asks you know when someone's telling you um, about activity happening in their house uh, that's in the first line of, you know, questioning that we ask, you know, have you bought anything recently at a yard sale, at an estate sale, at an antique store, something that's new to you, but not new? Because if that's the only, you know, new thing that's happened, you know, maybe it's something that's attached to the object. So then your research should be, you know, the property that the item came from yeah, what's, what's is a good place to it? start. Yep. yep. What's the provenance of that item? I mean, if you got it from an antique store, they might have some record, might not. Um, but you can try and, you know, there might be a certain style, like something that blew me away was, um, oh God, what is the name of it? That that house up there, Katie Hopkins, you in the chat, um, that Rinsler, um, what the heck is the name of the house? The, the house that was there in um, Iowa that she worked at for, for years. But they had chairs in there that were exactly the same as chairs that my grandparents had. So they came from the same place. So you can try to track down, you know, kind of where it came from. Um, but there's a question here kind of back into the uh, personal attachments because there's a, a good question here. And I like Justin Brown's comment here. For example, spirits probably wouldn't choose to hang out with Steve DeShavi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, but per Lena, uh, Lena Liddell, um, she wants to know, um, she has one or more attachments, is wondering how you can get rid of them. So basically doing a cleansing <clears throat> and you know there's a lot of different things that we try to do for cleansings it's um i mean for one there's a belief what do you believe in uh what do you believe works so like when we do cleansings and i, I don't think you and i've actually really done one together it's been a while since i've done one but um i've never done one you've never actually done one wow oh. Does it involve using a Bible or anything? Because I don't do it that. It depends on the belief of who's there. I mean, that was our big thing on the Haunted episode, uh, Monster in Closet. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I mean, we used to do, you know, a lot more cleansings back in the day. And it really depends on the belief system of who's there. So, the, you know, because it's only going to work if you believe. You know, if, if um, oh, you know, if you're a... Uh, 
you know, Bible beating Christian and somebody comes in trying to do a Wiccan <laughs> cleansing, it's probably not going to stick because you don't believe in what they're performing and vice versa. Um, being in Oklahoma, there were times that, you know, they wanted, because you know, they had Native American beliefs, they wanted a Native American cleansing. So you had to bring in, you know, a Native American shaman that could do such a thing. Um, so, you know, what's your belief system for one? And then, you know, bring in somebody who knows how to do that sort of cleansing. I mean, right off, I mean, sure, you can try to sage the house and put a more positive, you know, um, in, create a more positive environment and things like that. Um, but I would, you know, if you really are you know, intent on uh, cleansing it out of there, I would bring in somebody per your belief system, you know, to try to get it out of there. Because if really what it comes down to eventually is your belief in getting it out of there. Because they are, it's going to be the power behind you that pushes it out. And you got to believe it's going to work. I did. I, I wouldn't call it a cleansing, but I did tell one in Alton to get the hell out. So I was very angry that night too. And I was very low on sleep. I basically was like, you know, you haven't been here since I've been here. You know, you're brand new to this house. This does not belong to you. You're just passing through. You need to keep going. Um, but I basically stood in there the kitchen go. and screamed and there dropped some F-bombs. Comes down to intent. Yeah. And said, you get out or I will remove you myself. I had no idea how I was going to do that. You know, this was this was all new to me. But I was like, look, I belong here. You do not get the fuck out was basically how it went down. And man, the energy in that house changed like almost immediately. Like you could tell he was not there anymore. So I think I scared the crap out of him. But he was messing with the stuff in my kitchen on a holiday. And he was behind me in the shower. And I have a problem with that. That is a very big invasion of my privacy. And I, I don't care who it is, you know, especially if it's someone that's, you know, not of this realm. Stay out of my shower. <laughs> Stay out of your shower. Stay out of my shower. You know, don't be in there. Don't don't do stuff like that. Let's not be creepy. Er. So, yeah, I had no sage, no Bible, no belief, no whatever. I just had the power of I will kick your ectoplasmic ass if you do not remove it from my property right now and that then and, and it worked yeah so and i think that's what it comes i didn't down use to. anything just yeah. my words that's like Bree it. jones is asking what's the belief of the attachment if they're not christian christian ritual may not work um i i think it comes down to the the power behind the person that's trying to cleanse um you know the fact that the 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 person that's trying to push it out is you know, die hard, steadfast. This is working. It comes down to that intent. You are out, um, and, and you know, standing your ground. You know, kind of like, you know, when we know something's following us out from an uh, investigation. You turn around. You're not following. Like, you're staying here. No. You know, I mean, you have to. You have to have that conviction. Um, I, I think. I think a lot of people, you know, mean well, um, and while I, I think. A lot of times what happens is, you know, we're doing all kinds of different things around the house. You know, we're, we're throwing salt around and, you know, we're throwing holy water around and we're saging the place down. But there's still that timidity within you that's like, oh, God, I hope this works. I really hope this works. Yeah, and you can't and that, do that. that you can't. Yeah. You have to put 100% faith in that to work or whatever you're trying to get rid of. And I don't mean just whatever in the house. Like, you know, if you're living somewhere and there's activity when you get there, 
if it's someone that was there before you, that's their place, you're the intruder. <laughs> you know? I mean, you have to figure out what's there first. You know, what are you dealing with? Like, if I died in my house and I decide I want to stick around, you know, don't tell me to leave my house. It's my house. We will learn to live together. <laughs> we will learn to live together respectfully and respect each other's boundaries. In a perfect world, that would happen. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of these, um, I will say, well, it might be a lot, it might be some, whatever. Um, but you go to a place and maybe it's haunted or whatever, and whatever's there has been there a long, long time. Like, it, you know, it wasn't just their house 20 years ago. It was their house maybe 200 years ago. Or maybe it's something attached to the land that's been there hundreds or maybe a thousand years, you know. So it's it's to them it's their domain so you might have to come to sort some sort of working agreement now i have you know talking about working agreement and it, it's funny that now i keep going back to this story ever since somehow a few months ago it got brought up um but it's it's really it's really pertinent that a, a guy that he used to work with mid 90s um you know his his house was haunted with with two gay men they were a couple there in life and in death they're still there one was a bit of a prankster and sometimes you would have to be like hey you know don't be doing <laughs> that but they had a working agreement so um yeah. i mean when you when you go up in a place and you notice that there is some activity uh the best thing that you could ever do before starting to throw sage and holy water around is realize hey how about an introduction yeah figure out what's there hi my name is and um I'm moving in, <laughs> you know, and you know, if this is your place, then maybe we could learn to live together. You know, I'm moving into this house. You know, I would like for us to, you know, be able to cohabitate together. So, you know, as long as you're respectful about it, you know, there shouldn't, I, I don't see a problem. I've moved into places that had stuff going on. Right. Um, and I'm just like, oh, right. hey. Just just looking in the chat here, and I, I know I'm behind in the chat right now. Um, Lena Liddell, who's the one that uh, brought up the question, sometimes it's so scary. Um, I've done what you've done. Uh, it's crazy stuff. I understand what you're saying, but it's been years and years. Thought it was gone, but it always reemerges. Sometimes you might have to keep going back and keep going back and keep going back. If it's something that's been there a long, long, long time, you know, it, it may just be like, hey, I was here before you, like long before you, so... It may keep trying to come back, and the and the stuff that you do might push it away for a little while, but it's going to keep trying to come back because it's going to be that stubborn. You have to be just as stubborn right back. So, I mean, do we do you we might even, have to you might have to do it like once a month or something. I mean, do we even know what it is? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I guess that's a, that's yeah. For starters, do you know exactly who or what it is? No, yeah, that's really where you got to start definitely find out because yeah. you know if you especially if you can do the research and find out if anybody had died in there you know um that kind of stuff is important like a lot of people you know don't oh, don't tell me don't tell me i want to guess if you're uncomfortable with something going on in your home like that you need to find out who it is at that point so that way you can address them um and they were people too you know, if this is a person, you know, that you're dealing with, they were people too. Most times it is, but sometimes you know, it's not. But, yeah. Most, some people can be reasoned with, you know, um, and just, you know, be like, look, you know, if we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm living here too now, you know, uh, I don't always, it's, I, I don't always consider it a good idea uh, to bring up 
you know, the whole, you know, I'm amongst the living in this realm, you are not thing, but just be like, look, I can't see you, you know, I can, it, it's uncomfortable in here right now, <laughs> you know, um, I would like for it to not be that way anymore. So, you know, there needs to be some boundaries or something, you know, I don't mind if you're here, just do not interrupt my everyday life. There is a way to put it out there. Some uh, good comments in here. Justin Brown's the intent of the one doing the cleansing, the belief of the person getting cleansed as in the cleansing. Psycholo uh, psychology and the paranormal intersect almost always. A sense of empowerment is key. It facilitates a change in energy. Absolutely. And Tammy Heitzman, if you have any doubt in your mind or any doubt in your own conviction or the boundaries you're establishing, it won't work. Yeah, Absolutely. I kind of feel like that's probably why nothing really super scary bad happens to me. Davis even said that before. He's like, it's because, you know, he says, I think it's the same thing with me. Like, they're really super terrible, you know, happens to me because I think, you know, they get a sense that I'm not going to put up with that stuff, you know, so don't even go there. I, don't, I, I really feel like that's probably why, you know, nothing bad has ever happened to me. I think they all the it's and the whoever's in the world probably realize you know that's not gonna fly so you know let's not even you know waste the energy uh you know i might i might look small and frail but i am not you know oh you certainly are not <laughs> no, in the grand scheme of things i'm not gonna let something i can't see uh control me or try to take advantage of me so it's not gonna happen that way so, all right. So that was, um, well, we don't actually know, I mean, from the story, if that was a personal attachment or attachment to the building. Maybe, it sounds like it was attachment to the building, to the place. Um, yeah, Justin Brown, Furious Ghost Bait. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, so we started getting into uh, to haunted objects. And um, you had brought up antiques, <clears throat> which... And we talked about finding out the the provenance. Something that was really kind of interesting. Steve's antiques. When we were down in the bowels of Mineral Springs, we didn't know where that door went. No. <laughs> and so this is yeah, this it was a really good lesson in antiques. So there was this iron door down there that we didn't know it went into the basement of Steve's antiques, and we didn't know that we weren't supposed to go through that door. But it was it was unlocked, and it was like, well, where's this go? Um, and it's like just opening it or trying to open it a little bit it felt like somebody would like yank it back like that. And you could just feel something just nasty coming through. Yep. There was a big wall of nope. Yeah. Shauna I didn't did even go not in. want to go through. Shauna didn't I go did through. I did not. I mean, and to set the scene before you even get there, <laughs> there's this creepy doll carriage. Oh, yeah. The creepy baby carriage is right there. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, it's kind of creepy down here, but this is really cool. I'm going to take a picture, you know, but that whole area back there. It was just, you know, my my skin was just crawling that whole time. And I knew wherever our destination was, I was not going to go in there. But, man, you could hear, you know, somebody, and that door got yanked back with such force that there was somebody on that other, on the other end that, that pulled it shut. There was somebody there. I don't know who or what it was, but um, I was not going to go in. And no, talk you to were it. not going to go in there. No, nope, I'm like. And I did. That's all you. You go. I did. Um, and going in there, yeah, it was a really, really heavy, oppressive feeling in there. And so there's no way to track it down to a specific object, but it was likely many of them. Um, so, you know, they're all lumped in there together with whatever, I guess he was going to restore them or whatever he was doing to 
put them up in his shop. Um, so yeah, definitely a, a good lesson in the antiques mm-hmm. to, you know, be be careful. You know, I I love I, I love antiques. I, I love the old furniture. Um, several antiques within my family um, that I'm eventually going to get, which I'll be very happy about. I at least know where they're coming from. Like those those dolls over there, they came from from there. Those dolls came from Steve's Antiques? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, they came from there. <laughs> no wonder there's stuff going bump in the night out here. Right, so, but they stay in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. And and whenever I finally, you know, get my stuff together and start painting, uh, before I give them to anybody, I might rub a little sage over them and be like, oh, okay, I don't know what's on it all. You know, I don't feel anything really bad coming from them. You know, I don't feel anything scary when I'm holding on to them or anything like that. Um, so I'm sure they'll be fine. But they look they look creepy though. And the one of them I got just because it reminded me of uh, that one over there. And uh, Zara reminded me of the first girl that I saw, especially that one because yeah, right, which is white. I guess that's why you picked up Zara. Yeah, is because it reminded because you because in the, the face. And then right. the other one over there, um, she was had the same like dress on and uh, the other one I just got because she just looked creepy and her eyes are closed and she rotates and she plays music and I can't wait to paint her <laughs> she's gonna have like the cracked doll face paint on right and I'm looking forward to doing her It'll uh, be cool. from Tim Schoen any famous historical objects with attachments um, let's see, I gotta think of something here because uh, there are, yeah. <laughs> um, what would be a good one? Well, I mean, there's always the, the curse of, of King Tut, right? <laughs> you know, talk about a historical object. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different curses associated with, uh, with that and everybody who went down into that tomb. Um, so you know, that's just kind of one right off the bat, but. You know, there's some different, um, I'm trying to think, there's some different paintings out there that are supposed to be haunted. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to rack my brain a little bit, but yeah, there's some different historic objects out there that, that have, are supposed to have attachments to them. Not Zach's Dubiak box. <laughs> so, um, but there is, it's in a museum right now, down in Key West, that's supposed to have some some something attached to it robert the doll right and so i did want to get to that i mean it's what's interesting to me about that its origins are in germany somewhere it's where the ant got it and we we brought this up during the haunted dolls episode that we did like back in it was last fall or something um and I did briefly mention it on the Haunted Dolls uh, episode on Friday night for uh, Friday Night Ghost Frights. I just threw it out there as a question. But this this is something that's kind of interesting to me with this particular doll is that um, a, a lot of people believe that, you know, there was some sort of uh, spirit that was attached to the doll and played with Gene Otto when he was a child. Um, and then now after Gene has long since passed and is in this museum, now the doll is putting curses on people. Supposedly you take his photo and you have to, you know, if, if you don't get permission, which I don't know how you actually get permission, you know, if you ask, how does he say yes? I don't know. Um, people who have supposedly been cursed end up writing letters to, ha- to ask to have the curse removed. Mm-hmm. So 
this entity is supposed to be attached cursing people now and before being really creepy within the house playing with gene apparently scaring away the plumber standing in the window creeping out the neighbors all this stuff here is my theory on it um is that i don't think a spirit was attached to that doll to begin with i think it was gene as a young child experiencing um telekinesis very very focused telekinesis because he got that doll when he was like four years old and you know we talk about the pk activity and what we call poltergeist activity that you know it ends up manifesting itself all over the place things are getting thrown around and all this stuff poltergeist activity not a poltergeist two different things conversation for another time but his was very very focused into the doll so it made the doll seem to come alive and so people would hear the voices things would get moved around the house by the doll the doll would stand in the window be creepy spook the plumber all that stuff i think it was gene focused into there now in death i think what's attached to the doll and maybe the quote-unquote curse or whatever is gene that's my theory with that so I don't know if you guys have opinions on Robert the Doll down in there, but it, that's, that's the theory that I throw out there about that. So attachment now, but before it was maybe um, Gene's personal love sort of attachment to the doll. Because the, the, the aunt's original purpose for getting the doll was because Gene was very young. So to have this as his friend until he got a little bit older, got into school, made friends except Gene never really made friends. He just stayed with the doll. So, kind of my idea. Um, yeah, Tom McNicholas, Robert the Doll, you need to ask permission to take pictures of him. Yeah, that's that's the legend. Um, so, per Nick, wasn't Robert the Doll given by a Haitian priest who practiced voodoo? No. <laughs> I know there's there's that going around about Robert the Doll. I'm not sure where that originated, but um, he was acquired in Germany by Robert's aunt. It was also a mysterious death with the aunt um, within the house um, when she came to visit one time. So, some people try to say that that was because of Robert but she was older too so um so that is a um that is a specific object um still trying to rack my brain for any other historical ones i know there's there's a lot of them out there just you know i guess google's your friends <laughs> i just uh, i just can't think right now um so um And Daniela Stas, um, it's a child, a German aunt, uh, brought it to the USA as a gift. Yes, yes. Um, so I guess uh, Lena Liddell and, and Donna are conversing there. So I hope that's getting resolved. Um, Kathy Silanto, Pella Curse Tablet. Interesting story. I'm not familiar with that one. So... Um, do tell so probably the the um probably the most common though would be the uh attachments to buildings because that's usually what we encounter when we go to um investigate you know whether it's a house a boat you know a historic location 
you know, like you would say, like Captain Minky had an attachment to the Golden Round Trailboat. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, what's going to happen is that, you know, somebody has a love for a place, um, like with him, you know, the boat with his, was his life. And so after he passed away, he just stayed on the boat. Yeah. And you saw him there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw him a couple of times on there. Um, and, you know, and I and I know I've seen him, you know, seen his pictures, you know, so many times. Um, and then, you know, one one time it looked like, you know, the most recent pictures of him before he died. But then there was uh, another one where it looked like him in the face, like exactly in the clothes, too. But just his hair was not white. And that's the way it was the first time I saw him. And then after that, his hair was white. So I don't know if he was trying to show me uh, as a younger guy thinking, hey, maybe, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He was trying to pick up on you? I don't know, you know, why. But then, you know, the second time I saw him, he looked just like he did in his pictures. And so I was like, okay. It's like, I don't care what you look like as long as you, you know, come out and talk to me. I don't care. Um, hello to Riley and Kaylee. Riley and Kaylee are watching? All right. Yeah, they say hello to Uncle Mike and Aunt Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you guys out here. Um, yeah, with um, with him, I mean, certainly um, him. There's also his brother, Charlie, which we didn't really realize at first that that was probably him up there. But every time we'd walk through that corridor, we'd get that, like, almost ominous dark feeling yeah and we came to find out later that that even though the configuration up there is different well was different um before it burned down um that his room was there and so you know charlie being connected to annie annie had a tragic accident just showed up one morning drowned next to the boat after running off into the St. Louis night after an argument with her father. But there was something going on between Charlie and Annie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so these these different spirits have attachments to the boat. And the question that comes up commonly from everybody, I know somebody's going to throw it down there in the chat, what happens when that place is gone that you had the attachment to? Right. Like the boat is now, there's a, a part of the hole. I think it's underwater right now, but... Yeah. So where do they go? But there are a lot of artifacts still. And um, I think if the venue that they used to inhabit is no longer there, um, I feel like uh, maybe they maybe they go where family, relatives of some kind, you know, maybe they you know, wander places that they visited before, or maybe they, you know, try to stay in contact with people now, you know, who still care about them. You know, they, Captain Mankey knows that he's welcome around me anytime <laughs> as long as he doesn't smoke in the house. Right. So, um, Jake says, you know, when, whenever you in, well, whenever you go into the storage unit where the artifacts are, as soon as you open the door, it's just like, so maybe he's hanging out with the artifacts because <clears throat> those are remnants of the golden rod. It's what's left yeah. of it. 
Yeah. So I could see that, him hanging out with the artifacts. Pamela Swan says, I have a bullet from Vietnam. It was made into a cross. It has an attachment or possibly residual haunting. I wear it every day. It followed me around my daughter's house, so I put it on. Any thoughts? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's possible. You know, whatever, you know, if somebody was killed with that bullet, um, it's very possible that their energy got attached to the bullet, you know? Yeah, it's like uh, these different objects... Uh, like people sometimes can act as a beacon, like something about it calls to them and they follow it. Yeah. Or did the event of what happened, the, if that bullet actually did kill somebody, did the energy of that killing, I don't know if it was, you know, straight up murder or if it was during war, um, did that death, the energy released from it imprint onto the bullet? You know, kind of like the whole stone tape theory. Yeah. It's it's possible. It's possible that could have happened. <clears throat> so, so Kathy Siliento talking about the, uh, the cursed tablet. 1986 archaeologists unearthed the cursed tablet during excavations of the ancient Macedonian capital of Pella. Created between 375 and 350 BC, the Pella tablet is an inscribed lead scroll. The writer, uh, Dagina, calls upon divine powers to solve her problem. Her beloved... Dinosophon, I'm butchering the name, is on the precipice of marriage to another, and Dagina wants him for herself and beseeches the gods for assistance in love. Hmm. All right. Um, I'd have to look more into that. Um, and Daniela, thank you very much. She's showing love for the... Um, the website com has like the whole list of like different creepy haunted dolls so i posted that as a blog on monday um so yeah yeah be sure to check that out after the show i uh, appreciate that um cool so um yeah so i mean that's probably primarily what we deal with is the attachments to certain locations you know even where we were just investigating this past weekend Mm-hmm. in that particular house and we believe that especially you oh, uh connected with uh one of the mm. one of the sisters one of the aunties you know whatever you want to I mean, it was one of the women that was there yes definitely um i could not be i'm about as certain as i can be without being 100 percent certain which i never am of anything uh especially in this field you can never be 100 unless i have documentation in my hand or that person matches a visual of who i see i'm just it's just my own personal experience my own personal opinion so uh but i very clearly heard a yes and whenever we ask if they're just going through the names we had the names um Because especially, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, a lot of people, especially like a psychic medium or something like that, might not want to know anything going in. And I, and I get that, you know, but, um, I'm not going in, you know, as a psychic medium. So, you know, I want to know. And the reason that I want to know is because some of these places are endangered and you never know if you go in today, you might not be able to go in tomorrow. You may lose complete access to some of these places tomorrow which has happened and then not get to go in there again 
And then the mystery is still out there. You never got to find out who it was that you connected with. So you can believe that whenever I go into a place, I'm going to have some names. I want to know what's going on there because I know whenever you name drop nine times out of 10, someone's going to be like, oh, here I am. How's it going? Thanks for getting the time to figure out who I am and to know me. And, you know, that's that you know that they respect you for doing that majority of the time a lot of them don't want to be bothered well that's like the story that i tell all the time about um the world war ii airplane that um that i investigated years ago now and uh daniela fielendank um where we were getting nothing 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 and it was like an honor that they let us into this world war ii airplane that saw action during the war and we're getting nothing 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 and you know, finally, I just mentioned about how I had served in the Air Force, you know, for six years. And I, I started talking about a little bit of the history, how I knew that the Air Force came out of the Army Air Corps for which he would have flown for. Boom, 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 boom. We started getting some activity. So basically, I just, you know, related personally to the, uh, the guy who was there was the navigator is what we ended up figuring out. Um, so, yeah, he's he's there uh, apparently attached to the plane he might he might be free to roam i don't know but he was there with the plane that night um yeah and just you know relating yourself to them is better than just walking in and being like you know can you make a noise can you open a door hit me you know yeah talk into my box please yeah oh i love i love can you talk to the red light i love steve bringing that up tonight too it's like what am i what the what the fuck am i gonna do with the ghost box (laughs) (laughs) it's like i can tell you what to do with it yeah that was hilarious oh i had a great time with that and so i'm still a little fried from that (laughs) (laughs) so for those of you coming in a little bit late yeah we uh we had a great interview with uh steve deshavi on edge of the rabbit hole tonight (laughs) in the haunted road media youtube channel so be sure to check that out afterwards oh Um, my god it was funny yeah that was great he was great yep so, all right, um, getting down toward the end of the show here. I don't know if there's anything else that we want to, um, what else do we want to talk about with spirit attachments? I mean, we hit on people, we hit on objects, we've hit on locations. Um, sounds like Donna's, uh, helping the person down there in chat, which is good. Um, cause I mean, we couldn't, um, couldn't spend the whole show on that. Um, you know, apologies, but, um, so I hope Donna's helping you. Um, so, anything else? <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have any last minute questions, go ahead and throw them down there in the chat. I uh, do really want to uh, thank everybody for joining us this evening. I know we don't have super st- super chat superstars with uh, the Facebook feed, but what we are going to start doing is um, uploading these to YouTube. So if you missed this here. Um, by the end of the week, I will have it uh, re-uploaded to YouTube. Another thing that I'm trying here um, with this, since we kind of like changed up how we're doing the shows, because this used to just run straight on YouTube. Um, we moved it here for some different reasons that we're trying. Um, you can also, if you're just in your car and you missed the show, you can also pick up on the podcast. So it's the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey. You can go to MikeRicksecker.com and get those links, or you can just look it up on um iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, um, Google, Stitcher, 
So that's where it's at right now. So the edge of the rad and bed hole show that we just had, that would be available. Listen to that. You that might w- want to be careful while driving listening to that one. Yeah, that yeah. Funny. When that gets when that gets moved on to <laughs> uh, audio, I wonder how iHeartRadio is going to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> so because Edge of the Rabbit Hole is now on iHeartRadio, I'm in the process of trying to get Mike Ricksucker audio journey there as well. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of different places where you can, um, where you can get all the content. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. Erica Blassie Davis. Why do you think spirits are active around water sources? I mean, water is always considered a uh, good source of energy for paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, water has always been considered a good source of energy for, you know, many things. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a conductor of electricity. Um, you know, we use it for all different sorts of um, functions that require energy, like, you know, hydraulic dams. Um, back in the day, you know, you'd use it for your mill. Um, you know, to you know, grind corn or whatever you were doing with your mill, you know, so, um, you know, so water has a lot of properties um, associated with energy. So it always becomes that great conductor for paranormal activity, um, especially on nights where it storms. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always good nights because there's a lot of electricity with storms anyway. So if you're near a body of water and there's a storm, that's going to be a good night. Kathy Silly, Ento, Kathy Silly Ento, do you guys know much about shapeshifters? Would love to find out more info about that. We'll have to do another show on shapeshifters. I have a story, though. It's <laughs> a right. little one. It's a little one. It's the only one I have. Um, when I lived across the street from my parents and I was near the woods, um, I saw there was a lot of activity on that property, but I saw a female... And she was wearing, it looked like scrubs, but not really the same, like nursing scrubs or whatever. Not really the same material, but they were brown. And she was blonde. um, And she was pretty tan. uh, But um, I didn't really feel human vibes coming off of her. Um, And I I was kind of surprised because, you know, she looked female. She looked human. Um, but whenever I initially, um, felt, uh, her coming before I saw her, uh, I did not feel human. I did not, I thought it was like a dog or like an animal hmm. or something okay. coming and, you know, just had that coming off, coming out of, from wherever she came from. And, uh, but then whenever I saw her and it shocked me i didn't uh, realize i was about to see a person on my property but i didn't get very close because i i didn't know i didn't know who she was i didn't know what she was i just knew it didn't feel like a typical human spirit energy interesting so all right shapeshifter episode coming up yeah and like i said do we know there's a lot of mounds in the in the area yeah there's a lot of i mean well yeah you had a lot of native american uh, activity going on there and native americans always talked about shapeshifters yeah i mean if i uh, walk out to the top of my parents hill and throw a rock i can hit one yeah you know where the school is so if i throw a rock really hard i could hit one and you know so i just always kind of wondered if 
you know, maybe it wasn't something, you know, Native American. She didn't look Native American, but, um, but yeah, and there was just something about her that just didn't seem human. But, you know, when you say, oh, it wasn't human, you know, the, you know what people think it probably was. It wasn't a typical human spirit. Right, then, right. oh, it must be a demon. No, no it's going to be a demon. Yeah. No, uh-huh. I don't feel like she was that either. Um, I just don't feel like she has always been human. Gotcha. Okay. Lynn Liddell says, uh, I'd like to talk with you if that's all right. Yeah, feel free to drop us a line. Looks like you tagged the wrong Mike down there, Mike yeah. Ricksecker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can you feel free to, to contact either one of us. That's fine. Or you, um, you can just drop a note there on the Hunter Road Media page um, in, in the inbox. So um, what else did we have? Uh, Genevieve Rogues, good show. Thanks, guys. I'll be lurking. Those lurkers. Thank mm-hmm. you for lurking I and like watching. lurking. Yep. Uh, let's see what else you guys have before we sign off here. Um, thank you very much, Fred. Uh, happy you like the show. Kathy Siliento is enjoying your story. All right. Very cool. All right. So, well, we I get enjoyed a- it too. Yes. <laughs> it's it always interesting when I think about it. Yeah, yeah that is pretty interesting. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's go ahead and um, get to some shout outs here. Donna Gordon, thank you for Cheshire Catting the chat. Um, Kathy Siliento, thanks for joining us. Um, oh, I just want to throw out there, um, Patreon patrons, um, last call for questions for the Q&A. So we were uh, fielding questions for uh, specifically on uh, Mineral Springs, like any of the hauntings there, history, what have you, uh, throw those questions onto the uh, thread on the Patreon page for uh, the Q&A questions. So um Fred Scheidenberger, thank you for joining us. Uh, Genevieve Rogue, thank you very much. Uh, Erica Blassie Davis, thank you as well. Um, uh, David William Harding, thank you for joining us. Lena Liddell, thank you very much for your questions. And um, yeah, feel free to drop us a line and I hope some of that uh, advice from Donna helps as well. Nick Boulay, thank you very much. Appreciate that uh, for joining us tonight. Tammy Heitzman, thank you as well. Daniela Stas, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, yeah, should say feeling dunk. <laughs> uh, Stacy Kamiski, thanks for joining us out here on Facebook. Paul Dixon, thank you as well. And um, I know a lot of people already had to bail because it is getting quite late in the east, and that's as far up as I can scroll. Greg Rinkin, thank you too. Awesome. Uh, Diane Hilbert, Honor Road Media's Fairy Queen. All right. Very cool. Tim Schoen. Oh, he wants me to do it. Here we go. <laughs> Tonight's show is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. You can find that out at hauntedroadmedia.com in the merch section. So, um, yeah. I would... <laughs> I would say this, okay, and this is not me trying to upsell. If you decide to get the coffee, I would suggest getting a couple of them because the shipping on just one to me is actually kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but it's what it costs to ship one. But once you start getting into multiples and into one thing, then it actually the shipping per unit goes down when you do more. But just getting one is it's expensive shipping for just one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, all right. So that's that's it. All right. You guys have a... Uh, Danielle is saying your German is... Sehr gut. <laughs> nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> um, 
All right. So uh, you guys have a great night and join us next week. Enter the rabbit hole. We will be talking, uh, interviewing Jeff Mudgett again. So I know Shauna's excited for that. Yeah. Vanessa's excited for that. We we love Jeff. I love Jeff. Yeah, he's a good dude. So, I do. So check that out next week. And um, I haven't picked a topic yet for Inside the Upside <laughs> Down, but we always come up with something. So, all right. Till next time. <laughs>